Welcome to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog. Roof, roof, roof. Not roof. a lot of biting that bark gap, today, Hanford. Gap, 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 gap. There's, uh, there's something uh, wrong with my bark today. Mm. Can, can you do me a favor? Yes, sir. I feel like, the um, only thing I'm going to tell you is get ready. I feel like I'm at a funeral today. Can you... Uh, and hit, I will raise you, you thank up you. on eagle's wings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bear you on Breath of dawn. Yes, Lord. Make you to shine like the sun. Yes. And hold you in the palm of his hand. Yes, yes, yes. We are sad today. We are mourning today. We've come together in prayer. (laughs) I needed that, Gab. I needed that. Was that that healing for you? That That was very much so healing for me. Can you believe... And I'm going to, after that wonderful song, I'm going to say this. We went out there and just got our asses kicked. Yeah, we uh, did. I mean, it, it was just it was just crazy uh, what happened. I don't think I saw it being this blowout scenario. I don't think a lot of us saw that coming. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm just really, really happy I didn't uh, go along with my original plans, what I was going to do for the game. Oh, okay. I, um, I was going to go. And, uh, again, I was going to go hoping that uh, the bars, you know how sometimes they take the Christmas ale and they'll... I can't believe you're still talking about Christmas ale. I love that. (laughs) Uh, i got to give my my boys over at Great Lakes Brewery a shot over there about that, about that Christmas ale. But anyway, I was going to go to a bar. I was going to watch the game, hoping that uh, they still were serving Christmas ales because, you know, they'll keep them out for a little bit and then... Uh, right after Christmas, uh, after New Year's, they'll get rid of them. Mm. Uh, so that would have made it really, really good. I went there. I was going to go. I was going to watch uh, my boys uh, just beat up on Houston. Yeah. Um, the Texans. And I was just all excited about this football game. But you know what? After what happened, after what transpired, I am just so happy that I just stayed my, I was going to say black butt. Can I say black butt? Yeah, you can. I, I, I'm just glad I stayed my black butt at home <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, God damn, can you see what happened? I mean, God, did you see what happened? I mean, am oh. I the, I mean, am I the, I know you're upset too, but I know. damn it, what happened, what happened, what happened? I mean, we just didn't show up. I, I made the mistake, you were talking about Christmas ale, I made the mistake of drinking a Red Bull. mm before this game, and I, with my anxiety and how the game transpired, it was, uh, I was shaken for a little while. I mean, offensively, defensively, I mean, all phases of the game, special teams, they beat us. They beat us. We we let a rookie quarterback, and we're going we're gonna to really dive into this thing, but we, we, we just – have to get it off our chest a little bit right now. We had going into this game the number one defense in the National Football League, number one on third down defense, and a number of categories. We're leading the league with our defense, and we let a rookie quarterback from Ohio State, and obviously this kid, if he they can d- play, yeah, he can play. If they don't give this kid 
Rookie, rookie of the Year. If they don't yeah. give him Rookie of the Year, something's wrong. But we let this kid go and do what he did to our defense. I just think that, is he that good, or was it mo- mostly our, our defense, or probably a combination of both? Our th- defense not performing. I think it's a combination of both because I think what happened was our guys was starting to read the papers. They were starting to think that they could just show up, and they can show up and just win football games. And that's not the case because when you get to the playoffs, everybody's good. I don't care what they say. Every single team is good because you could see during this playoffs because. I think Dallas was the number two seed. The number two seed. And they're playing at home. And you see what happened to them. I mean, they got their butts kicked. You know what? That actually kind of lessened the blow for us, to be honest. No, it did not. God damn it. It did. I'll just say damn it. They they said, hold my beer. (laughs) Because, honestly, if they hadn't done that, though, we would have looked really... You know, I know. It doesn't matter. We don't like losing at all. It's not... I'm just saying I was surprised. Personally, I was surprised. I know some people are like, yeah. oh, they're still the Cowboys. But I was just kind of like they were kind of hot. And then I didn't see that crumbling. Well, like, I'm going to tell you a little secret about Dallas. When I uh, uh, when I was growing up, I mean, obviously, I'm from uh, uh, Mobile, Alabama, a small town. Right. And, I happen uh, to know that. Well, yeah. And we didn't, have, uh, we didn't have a pro team. And the closest thing to us was, uh, I guess, the New Orleans Saints was the closest team to us. But I was a Big, big uh, Dallas Cowboy fan. No kidding. Oh, my God. I don't okay. know why. It was just something that just uh, uh, drew me to the Dallas Cowboys. I was just crazy about the Dallas Cowboys. Again, big Dallas Cowboys fan. Huh. And um, that was when uh, Roger Starback, I think he was the quarterback, and 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 all those guys at uh, Hollywood Henderson. You wouldn't you wouldn't know any of these guys. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm dating myself right here a little bit. But I was a big big Cowboys fan. But anyway, and then I watch. You know, everybody today. Yeah. They're talking about uh, the playoffs. They're talking about the teams, and no one. I mean, absolutely no one. And I guess this is a good thing. No one's talking about the Browns. Everybody want to talk about the. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, but Gap, I got to tell you this though, <laughs> what a great, great week for football. I mean, it was just a great, great week for football. I mean, you're talking about all the games, the wild card games that was going on, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm happy when it's this time of year. I'm happy when uh, all this is going on. But you know, I always, you know, and kind of get kind of sad too a little bit. I was gonna say, how long does the hangover last for you? You know, <sighs> well. Again, I know. Especially for you, because some of this, you know, you watching the playoffs, it brings back those old memories. You get excited. <laughs> You're like putting on your shoes, like I think I got one more play in me, and then you know, <laughs> we end up a little dejected as Browns fans. Well, you know what I thought you was gonna say. I thought you was gonna. I know you're gonna hit me in the uh, when we come back, but I thought you <laughs> you, was getting, you was getting ready to start talking about the. Uh, <laughs> About go back to the college game and all that stuff. I thought you was gonna hit me, hit me with all that. And then I know you're gonna talk about Nick Saban. You gonna? I know hit, we got a big question. I, I, we, I, we got I, questions I, for I, you. I, I know you're gonna hit me about that. But Gab, getting back to these Cleveland Browns, I'm really, really sad today. I know you are too. But that's all right. We're gonna dive into it and we do. Jump we got we got to take our first break of the show. I'll I'll hit you with all the the brain busters. Hanford, thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. Hanford, let's break down this Browns loss, as painful as it is, you know. Let's dissect here. 
45, 14, which still is a stunning thing for me to even materialize. But what are your biggest takeaways from this game? Well, you talk about the 45. I, I, I mean, if you'd have told me they were going to score 45 points on our defense, I would have said you have lost your mind. You're absolutely crazy. But then again, I mean, obviously, uh, we uh, flack all through the two pick six. But that's okay still. Uh, you can't put all this on uh, Flacco. Gab, when I look at this football game, and uh, obviously I thought we are going to win this game. I thought we were going to win it at ease against uh, this football team, especially with a rookie quarterback. But when you look at it, you have to understand, I mean, the first time we played them, we played them with a lot. Of, they didn't have a lot of their weapons. And the number one guy is their quarterback, mm-hmm. CJ. I mean, obviously, um, and, and, and you know, this kid said it right from the beginning. He said, hey, I'm used to playing in the big games. And, and, and we all know this because uh, the kid played at Ohio State and he played in the Rose Bowl and, and, and big, big games like that. What I don't understand, and I, I think Ohio State's fans should get mad a little bit, how in the hell can he decide to get a number one guy, talking about this guy, uh, Nico Collins, mm-hmm. uh, his number one wide receiver. This guy went to Michigan. And the two of them, they're enemies. I mean, they're so And, dumb. and they're jiving. Yeah, they're jiving. They're playing uh, extremely, extremely well. But I, I, I also have to say, and I agree with uh, Miles Garrett a little bit. I think we were outcoached a little bit. I was going to say, does this performance fall mostly on players, or how does the coaching factor into this? Well, you know, because it, it seemed like they were ready for us and we were not ready for them. They were doing things to uh, uh, to catch us off balance, and uh, they were making uh, some throws and, and running the football, and then we didn't counter what they were doing. And as a result, I mean, that's why that's where the big score and everything came in. Right, let's let me just give you an example. Uh, let's go to the uh, one of the uh, pick six. Yeah, let's and let's that. go to the last one. OK, here we are. I have to give Stefanski a lot of blame for that one, because I don't care what the score is. We're down on our own 30. I think it was around the 30, somewhere around there, yard line. I mean, we can't go for it there on fourth down. What we have to do is we have to punt. And hopefully we come back and we stop them and we get the ball back. But what happened? We decided to go for that. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do as a defensive back on something like that. I'm going to jump the route. And that's exactly knowing that we, you know, they were trying to get, I think we were trying to get five yards or something like that. You cannot just throw that pass right there like that because you saw what happened. The guy jumped the route, goes in for a touchdown. Now we're really, really in trouble. This football team, they wanted it, uh, they wanted it bad, and we didn't. Again, I said it. We thought we could just show up, Gap, and we thought we could win this football game. Yeah, you were talking about Miles Garrett because he kind of took a little bit of a shot at Schwartz in the press conference. Well, he did, and 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 I kind of understand uh, where he was coming from. I mean, we do the same. Yeah, because when you're a guy like Miles Garrett, I mean, when he talks, everybody's going to listen. Because let's face it, Miles is a guy that uh, he's up for, hopefully, he's trying to win the um, MVP, a uh, defensive player of the year in the National Football League. He's trying to win that, uh, win that award. But he took a really, really big shot at Schwartz. But then again, you have to say this about Miles. And I know Miles has been fighting through injuries and all that. But he, you know, and I know they're double teaming and they're sliding to his side and all this, but still, he just 
I mean, we expected him to have maybe some sacks, some strip sacks or something. You don't stop Miles. I don't care who you're putting in front of him or who you got trying to block him. I mean, he's going to make some plays. And he just didn't uh, show up. And, and, and it's not his fault. And I'm not putting the whole thing on him. Every single guy on that team has got to take some blame. And let's don't talk about the defense. I was going to say, what are your <laughs> thoughts on these DBs? Rough rough day at the office. For oh, the, for... my goodness. And, and, and Newsom's still trying to hide right now. I mean, he's still trying to hide in a closet right now because, Gabby, it, their matchup going into that game, obviously Greg Newsom is in the slot. And they said, what we're going to do is we're going to find him. And wherever he is, we're going to go after him. And they were very, very successful catching a lot of balls on him and, and keeping the chains moving, getting the first down. And not just him. I mean, you, I don't think any of them played well. I'm talking about Emerson. I'm talking about Newsom. And I'm also talking about there Denzel. There was one, one play in, I don't know, which first half. But I Newsom redeemed himself, kept, uh, kept the Texans out of a touchdown. I can remember you, one right spot for him. I, I think you're talking about when he came up and he made the tackle. Or, or maybe he didn't make the tackle, but he, he pretty much forced yeah, the tackle. Prevented, yeah, prevented, and, yeah. And he, he, he made some plays. But speaking of tackling, I mean, I mean, they drive me crazy with this tackling the way they do it today. I mean, if, if a quarterback needs one yard, you go up and you tackle him, you wrap your arms around him, and, and you stop him. You don't go up and just try to headbutt him down. You watch these guys today. That's what they try to do. They try to headbutt these guys and go down. We need, we need some fundamentals. We need your clinic, Hanford. But I'll say this. Again, that football team, when we played them the first time, they didn't have a lot of their weapons, meaning on defense, Will Anderson Jr., who is their all-side linebacker, uh, obviously great guy, played at the University of Alabama. And you know, I, you know I, what, what am I going to say about the University of Alabama? Only they, good things. They also had, they also had uh, their number one sack guy. I think his name is Greenard or Greenyard or something like that. He um, He's the guy. Between the two of them, I think they had 19 and a half sacks. So those two guys were playing. And I'm telling you, they were coming at Flacco, and they were putting the pressure on Flacco. But here's what I said about Joe Flacco, and I say you can't blame it all on him. Flacco is going to be 39 years old this week. 39. Now check this out. And I know you already know this, but D'Amico Ryan and Flacco and Flacco, next <laughs> Flacco, they will be the same age, talking about the head coach of Houston. Yeah. And D'Amico Ryan played against Joe Flacco. Played against him now. Now, now go figure that out. Now <laughs> that's uh that's pretty interesting. That's some good that's stuff. A, that's a cool I like that. Yeah. I I know that Joe is becoming older, but but still, I was surprised to see how this was the first time we've seen him look a little more hustled. And most of the time, he's just calm, cool, collected. It looks like the game has slowed down with the ball in his hand. So, obviously, yeah, their defense was brought their A game and, uh, you know, a couple of mistakes. That that was just immediate. I think that once the second pick six happened, we knew it was over. Gabby, I was scared. I was scared because, I, you know, I didn't. we were riding Joe Flacco, and we've been riding him pretty much for four or five games. And the ride has been pretty smooth. Yeah. Again, he'll throw one here, he'll throw one there, but still. Right. The interceptions were there, and you just can't do it in the playoff setting. That's right. And 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 we would overcome them. But 
I mean, it's just with 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 Flacco. I, I didn't know how long he was going to hold up. And when these guys, when they were able to put pressure on him, we we know he's not a very mobile quarterback. He can he can move, he can run, but he's not very very mobile. And what they did was they boxed him in and they kept him in. They put pressure on him. Did you see a couple of the hits they put on him? I mean, they hit him a couple of times, and yeah. and I'm feeling that uh, over you here. You felt it I, through the TV. I felt it through the TV. They put a couple of hits on him, and then Amari Cooper who had such a great game the first time we played them. I think he had 11 receptions, 265 yards. I knew what was going to happen. I knew it because when you look at their football team, they're a football team that plays zone 87% of the time. And they have this uh, cornerback over there. It's a second-year guy, a guy they took in the third round, and uh, I think last year it's his second year. And Stingley, that's his name. This guy, let me tell you something. He just won last month. I think he was a defensive uh, player of the month. He just won that. And I said, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to let this guy get some frequent flyer miles because he's going to travel <laughs> with the Mari Cooper. And he did. I mean, we know Cooper. What he, You know, he's been dealing with some injuries. He had his heel a little bit messed up. But I'm telling you, we were our coach. These guys came. They were ready for us. And for whatever reason – we just didn't play them well, and we didn't coach our team ready. And I don't think our football team was ready to play. I think our football team just thought, again, they could show up, and when they show up, they could beat this football team. And, again, it's just a totally, totally different ball game when you're playing in the playoffs. I got a couple bright spots for you, but first let's take one break, and then we'll be back with more breaking down this Browns playoff loss. With the Hanford-Dixon Show, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Hanford-Dixon Show as we continue to dissect this Browns loss against the Texans in the playoffs here. But Hanford, we're going to show up with some bright spots now, okay? I think the last segment, it was cathartic. It was painful. It was dark. <laughs> and uh, But here's the cool thing. How about JOK with a, a big game from him? Nine tackles, four for loss. I mean, he was the camera was all over this guy. He seemed like a superstar. Yeah, uh, that's funny you mentioned him. But let me say this first. Uh, you talk about uh, all the – we were talking about all the negative stuff, and now we're going to talk about some of the positive stuff. Uh, we couldn't uh, – we had a couple of guests that was lined up to come on with us today. After everything, they're still in mourning right now. They're like, they're like the hell with this. I don't – Nobody don't wanna, wants to talk about nobody it. Wants to, uh, nobody wants to talk about it. But let me, let me tell you about this kid, JOK. I mean – and his awesome fits that he shows up to the game and do you see do you keep up on social media? I know you got your Instagram. You know what? I I I, I watch him. I watch him play. And and this kid is just phenomenal. He's come so far this year and you could tell that he's a student of the game. I mean, you could just tell it by the way his reaction and 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 the way he plays the game. And obviously we know he's a very very fast uh linebacker. But if you watch him he will sit there right in the middle of the field. He will recognize the play. And when he recognized the play, boom, he's like someone shot him out of a rocket going in there, making the play, making the tackle. And you're right. How many tackles did he end up with, you say? Uh, I think it was like seven, nine, uh, nine, nine tackles. Nine. And nine. Four, four of those were for a loss. I mean, it just seemed like every time you turned around, he was in uh, their backfield 
making big, big plays. And you could tell if he missed a tackle. I, I saw him miss a couple. but And you're going to miss some tackles when you're out there. But I could tell when he missed a tackle or so, it just really, really upset him. It really, really bothered him. But I think he's definitely the class of this defense. Obviously, uh, Miles Garrett is, is the leader of this defense, the best player we have on defense. But I'm telling you, JOK, he is he is something else, and I'm just so happy we have him on this football team. He's definitely a positive uh, uh, on this football team. There is no doubt about it. This guy is unbelievable, and I'll sing my praises. I'll talk about him all the time <laughs> because I really, really like him. But I'm just happy that he understands the game and he studied because I, I, I'll tell you this, Gab. I, was, I, I used to study so much. Mm-hmm. I used to study so much. I, I always wanted to know what an opponent was trying to do to me, how they was trying to do it, how they were trying to attack me. And uh, I could tell you um, my mind was just like a little computer going on out there uh, as far as a cornerback. When a receiver come out there and he line up, you know, where he's lining up, if he, is he close to the numbers, is he two or three yards outside the number. And then once I figure out where he is, then I go to the backfield, I go to the formation, and uh, – when I see the formation, I could tell you what they're going to do, how they're going to try to attack me, uh, what they're going to try to do from this formation. And most teams, you probably heard me say this before, but most, te- most teams, they're going to do what they do. What they're going to do is they're going to try to disguise it a little bit by the different formations, try to change the formations, but they're still going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, speaking of all that preparation and given your experience, when you're playing a team twice – especially in the playoff setting, uh, how does that preparation or what does that preparation look like? Well, I, I could tell you this. Um, it's just like um, you're playing, like when we play teams in our division, uh, for instance, um, back then it was AFC Central, now it's the AFC North. When you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, when you're playing the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, when you're playing the Baltimore Ravens, those are teams in your division. And those are teams that obviously we play twice a year. And when you play those teams twice a year, you guys know each other just as well as you could possibly know anyone. Just imagine this. You know you and your sister. You guys know each other, you know, because you grew, you know, you, you guys just know each other. You know your habits. You know what you do. That's what we do with uh, it's the same. It's the same thing with us playing another team twice. Again, you can't fool us. We can't fool them. It's just come down to who's going to play the best football that particular day. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> hey, you know what else? Another bright spot, David Njoku. Okay, he had a few drop balls, but he also had a good game. Njoku had 92 yards. That's the most yards in a playoff game for a tight end. Since your boy Ozzy in 1987, he had 114. Well, I was waiting on you to say that because, you know, you're talking about my boy, my yeah. dog, the Wizard of Oz, Ozzy Newsome. And uh, by the way, we did you uh, talk to him after the game? You know what? You know, I did. You know what I did? I'm not going to tell you what he said. And what he, I don't I don't I'm not going to tell you what he said and what he, and what he did, you know, but he called me toward the end of the game. He was, <laughs> you know, once this game was totally, totally out of hand. But again, David Njoku, this is another guy who I think has just earned every penny of his money, that new contract we gave him. I mean, he's he's coming out, and he, he drops a few passes here and there, but he is just uh, 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 what I call a matchup nightmare, meaning 
Linebackers can't cover him. He's too fast. He's too strong. Those guys can't keep up with him. A corner can't cover him because he's too big. He's not he, – he, you know, he, the corner can run with him, but he's just too big. And I'm telling you what happens is you won't find a guy – when you watch him, when he catches the ball, I, when you check his stats and see what they have, what they call yards after the catch, I guarantee you his – David Njoku is up there near the top with those stats because he is a guy, once he catches that football, no one wants to tackle him. I mean, they just don't want to tackle him. And then you see him. Do you see some – look how athletic he is. His, I, I don't want to know. I guarantee his vertical is, is pretty – is up there. Because you see him jump over guys a lot yes. of the times. He's the only guy – every time you turn around, he's jumping over somebody. But he's having a great – he had a great, great year. And he, he went to the Pro Bowl. And he's very, very much so deserved to be in the Pro Bowl. Again, he's, he, he became and, – and you know what? You could say this. I think uh, – once um, Flacco came in, I think the relationship and the chemistry between the two of them, they really developed a strong, strong chemistry yes. because uh, that's when he really started to take off and he started to get all this yardage because Flacco was finding him and he was also finding his counterpart, talking about Amari Cooper. Yes. So. How, how about other guys with career years? Emerson, your boy, uh, Delpit before injury. What can you say about them? Well, I, I – I'll start with Emerson. I, I mean, I, I, I really, really like him. Now, our two corners were supposed to be Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward. But Emerson started playing so well, what they did was, I mean, they just kept him on the corner. And obviously, Greg Newsom has been on the inside. But Emerson is a dog. I mean, he's a dog. He's out of Mississippi State. And he's a guy. He's a bright, bright spot on that defense because he'll fight. He will fight, he will fight, he will fight. And if you line up and if you beat him, talking about the wide receiver, if you beat him, that's okay. He understands that these guys are good too. He's going to come right back and he's going to line up against you again and he's going to go right at you. So Grant Deffert, it, 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 he's had a great year. Obviously, we gave him uh, some money. It's unfortunate that he got hurt yeah. back in that secondary. But, um, he, he, you know, that whole secondary, I like him. They're playing hard. I just didn't like them on Saturday because <laughs> we just didn't play well. And we didn't, we didn't play well as a team. We didn't play well as a defense. We didn't play well as an offense. So, but that's all right. We're supposed to be talking about the positive. So I yeah. won't jump. I won't jump back into um, all that negative stuff well, talking about this. Talking about this football <laughs> team. <laughs> well, we can look at steps forward as as we move forward. Who who needs to take a step forward next season? Well, I. I I would like to see us uh, do something else with some of those receivers because, I mean, we, we have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper went over 1,000 yards. I think he had his uh, his best year as a pro, and I think he ended up with over 12, 1,200 yards uh, receiving. Um, but I think someone else have to step up. One of those burners have to step up because – Let's face it, Amari Cooper's been in the league a long, long time. He's still very productive. But we need that guy that's a burner to step up and take some of that pressure off him because we know Amari Cooper can run those routes. He's got great hands, and he can catch the football. But we need someone else to step up and like to see one of those. And the running backs, obviously, 
We're hoping that we can get Nick Chubb, Chubb back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hoping we can get him back. And uh, if we get Nick Chubb back and get him ready to go. And Nick hey, Chubb in, in regular Nick Chubb fashion. You, you know, got as we know it. Him to be. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. We got to take one more break. Hanford will be back right after this. Stick with us. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog, my can, partner. Can I say this? You, you, yes, sir. I, you have made me feel so much better now because <laughs> you have let me just rant and rave and 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 get it out and 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 then that song you sung at the beginning of the show just really really touched my heart and got me got me going so i just want to thank you for that partner yes this well i honestly forget our hand yeah i was gonna say please don't because but, we haven't I, done I was, it in a couple I, weeks I was, hey well, I was just telling her, please don't make me do that handshake because I, I was gonna, there's no way I can remember that thing right now. It's just not the occasion for it. Also, we need to update it. It needs to be a little swaggier. Yes. We can bring more to it. Yes. Do you watch all the guys on the sideline after they uh, after they make a, a play or something? They do their yeah. little shake. Maybe we need a shuffle of some kind. You know, I've seen you do a little shuffle in here before. Well, you, you know what drives me crazy, too, uh, guys? I don't understand because uh, when I played – I mean, we would wear uh, we would wear jewelry into the stadium, mm-hmm. and then we would lock it up in the locker or something. But do you see these guys? I mean, they wear. I mean, they got chains hanging from their uh, neck and earrings in their ear, and I'm like, it, that's dangerous. I mean, it really is. You mean in game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, I just don't. I don't get that. I just don't get that. We haven't seen. I mean, I don't know jewelry-related injuries. Knock on wood. And let's hope we, we. Let's hope we never see them. Okay. But I just. I just think it's. Were you a jewelry guy? Uh, occasionally, I would. Uh, well, give uh, us. Give us your flashback. The bling. Occasionally, and the fit. I would uh, do a little swag. You know. You know, a little swag. You know? I bet your shoe but game was on par. Because I mean, honestly, these are cute boots you have on today. Yeah, but I. I wasn't that. Uh, I wasn't gaudy or anything like that. I okay, didn't, yeah, you were tasteful. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would wear, I would wear like a uh, a necklace with diamonds and stuff, but I wouldn't have it hanging out. You know, no one would know I had, you know, I had it on. It would yeah, be inside yeah. of my shirt or whatever. Okay, all right. That was a nice little flashback for you. <laughs> okay. Let, let's flash forward. Okay. Let's flashy flacco. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do Kevin Stefanski. What are your thoughts on him? Is he going to be coach of the year? I mean, D'Amico Ryan's also could could be a toss up here. I, I, I agree with you. I think it is going to be a toss up. I think it's between uh, the two, those two guys. And but I, I think if if the voting went on before this game mm-hmm. and before Saturday, before the playoffs, yeah, I think there's no question about it. I think Stefanski would have uh, won the award. But you cannot right now ignore D'Amico Ryan and what he's uh, pretty much done with that football team. I mean, he's taken that football team, and obviously we're going home, and they're still in it. I mean, they're still playing. So um, now do I think think Stefanski is still going to win the award? I think he still will win it, but you cannot ignore. That's like um, uh, I know you're going to – Want to know? You can ask me a question about Miles Garrett, about him in the MVP or uh, defensive, defensive player. player yeah, Miles um, should win it. But when you look at that game and how he played that game, you're gonna you're gonna think about that too. 
And you cannot, I say you cannot ignore D'Amico Ryan, what he's done. You cannot ignore T.J. Watts with 19 and a half sacks. I mean, you cannot ignore those things. They're right there. But getting back to the Spansky, he definitely deserves the award because when you look at all the quarterbacks, I think we went through five quarterbacks. When you look at all the quarterbacks that he's gone through and all the injuries, and everybody has injuries on their team uh, toward the end of the year. I think the way he's held this football team together, I think he uh, deserves to win the award. But also, you know, he's because you were just asking me about his contract. He's up. He's got. He's up for his contract. I mean, see, that's why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's why I like teams like that because you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tomlin. I mean, he's been Gab. You know, with that football team for a long, long time. And I, I don't like these teams when they continue to change coaches, change coaches, change coaches. I think we definitely need to go ahead and sign Stefanski to a long-term contract. I think he's earned that. So that's my whole take on that, uh, on that whole thing. He really has instilled something in the in – the, the culture change is there. I know it's cliche, but I, it feels that way. Well, and, and you're right, and, and the guys respect him. I mean, the guys mm-hmm. respect him. Uh, they will get up and they will play for him. Uh, I don't know about uh, Saturday for some reason. Uh, yeah. They didn't, you know, they wasn't ready to go. But I used to say this about Marty Schottenheimer. I loved Marty Schottenheimer as a coach, and I said a Marty Schottenheimer team, whenever you see his team show up and play, they're a team that's well-prepared and they're ready to go. And it's pretty much how uh, Stefanski is with his football team. Right, because Marty had such a great relationship with all his players, and you guys wanted to play Get out there and run through a wall for him. Well, yeah, we 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 did, and see, coaches respect players. Players respect coaches, and uh, when you look at uh, um, got, I'm trying to think, Russell Wilson as a prime example, and uh, the coach that he has now. I mean, see, I don't like coaches when they disrespect players like that, especially a guy like uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, when you, there's a way to talk to anyone. And you'll never, never see Stefanski grab one of his players. I don't care whether it's uh, a superstar or whether it's the guy that barely made the team. You would never see him take one of his players and undress him like that in front of everybody. If he, I, I, think, if, I, I think he's in, undressed a lot of players, but I think he's pretty much done it in private. And that's what I don't like, and that's why you respect a guy like Kevin Stefanski. Super telling. Boom, how much, how much time do we have left of this segment? 20 seconds? Oh, wow. All right, well, <laughs> hey, I, got, I was so invested. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got to take one more break. We'll be right back after this. Okay. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show alongside the top dog. As usual, I'm Gabriella Cruz, and we were just – Going through this this Browns loss, but also looking at some of the positives, um, who we think, you know, coach of the year, defensive player of the year. You know, I didn't ask you real quick, uh, do you think Flacco did enough to win comeback player of the year? I think he did uh, because, um, I mean, when you look at it, Flacco, and you look at every game, Flacco threw pretty much for over 300 yards, and he did it again. Saturday, he was over 300 yards. Uh, the only thing that got him Saturday was the he threw two interceptions, but the two interceptions that he threw were pick six interceptions. But uh, 
I again, I, I think so. I, I think there's no question about it. I, I don't think there's any doubt. But obviously, we know that kid up there in Buffalo. Um, he's also uh, a strong contender for Demar the, Hamlin. Uh, yeah, he's a strong yes. contender for uh, comeback player of the year. But if cool it was, story there too. It, it, it's a really, really cool story, and I'm just glad he's uh, he's healthy and uh, he's back. But if it was up to me. I would give that award to uh, Joe Flacco because I think he just uh, earned it. When you look at it, you could say what you want to say. This team, without Joe Flacco, there's no way this football team would have been in the uh, playoffs because, uh, you know, all the guys we had that jumped in there, filled in a quarterback, I mean, they didn't move this football team. Uh, this football team uh, didn't relate to them like they did. Um, this offense didn't relate to them like they did uh, Joe Flacco. And uh, the Joku, for instance, I, I said it earlier, without Flacco, there's no way Njoku would have had the production that he had on offense. So, yes, 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 I would give him that award. Joe Flacco, you win. Fla- Comeback player of the year. Flacco fever. <laughs> Let oh. me ask you a question. What? Can Flacco uh, does he does he have to buy his own dinner now? If it was you, he was, if he was coming into your restaurant, would he have to buy his own dinner? Or would Absolutely you just, would not. You, would you comp that? Uh... He's still comped in my book. <laughs> okay. He's still comped. <laughs> He's giving me a hard time because he made this joke over the break and I didn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> I'm like, what do you say? <laughs> I hope he eats. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's free. If I'm on the right, he's free. He's still free. He's yeah. still. He's a really important part of our. He was a gem in our our little history here. But let me ask you this: another one, real quick. And I know I, I, she hates when I do this. I, she's getting ready to come with a question. <laughs> hey, I just this is your the, show. I, no, I, like, I like our it. show. Our show. Listen to this. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see if we bring him back. Uh, because as like a backup. Well, yeah, and, and the only thing about that is I, I don't think we bring him back because it, I would love to have him. I would love to have him on this football team yeah. because uh, um, if Deshaun, for God forbid, but if Deshaun gets hurt again, then we will have a solid backup. But DP, I just I I think he will demand so much money. Meaning somewhere within that five to seven million dollar range, hmm. where possibly uh, we would not be able to bring him back. But that's that's something just to think about. No. I I would love. I mean, if yeah. it's possible, I would, he'd be great to have as a backup. With just his veteran presence yeah. and already the chemistry he's built immediately right. with this team, and right. how valuable he is to those quarterbacks, even DTR. Absolutely. So anyway, let's get your reactions around the league. Did you expect? KC to beat Miami. How about that cold weather, by the way? Negative 30 degree wind chill. Well, that was the problem. I mean, uh, Miami, they're coming off of that sun. And the problem is, whenever Miami pretty much plays in the cold weather, especially as cold as it was in Kansas City, they had problems. And obviously, you can see that. I think the game was like 26 to 7. And uh, that game was just classic gap. Did you see? It was so cold. Did you see uh, uh, the quarterback when uh, when he his helmet? It was head to head contact, and his helmet broke or something. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. But oh yeah, my like... God, Bones! Did you see that? When he when he, did you see when he cracked the helmet? 
I'm sure they've tested that helmet a lot of times, but not in that weather. Right. Not, not, not in that right. weather. Did you like the cold when you were playing? What did you think about cold weather? Because you're a Bama boy. Yeah, I'm a Bama boy, but I love to play in the cold weather. I really did. That's because my guy. I love to you, race in the you, cold weather. You know why I loved it? I'll tell you this real quick. You know why I really liked it? Because what it does is on defense, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. On offense, they can't get to where they're going because the field is so, so so messed up with the snow and the wind is blowing so you have an advantage on defense that's why i like okay, to play the cold all right and taylor swift she was out there oh we have to talk way. about miss taylor <laughs> <laughs> you, you can dance you, you, too can't you know you? we'd be dancing yeah. <laughs> ah all right we got to take one more break and we'll be right back after this thanks for watching the hanford dixon show Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show as we wrap up here, Hanford. Um, your other thoughts about the playoffs and these other teams around the league. How about why so many blowouts? Browns lost by 31, Dolphins by 19, Cowboys by 16. Any of these surprise you? Uh, you want to know, really, we talked about a little bit earlier, the Cowboys and the Packers. I mean, love this kid. I mean, the kid they re uh, replaced uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if you'd have told me, just like you'd have told me that we we're going to lose, if you'd have told me the Cowboys were going to lose, again, I'd have told you you've lost your mind. But that one really, really, uh, that one really surprised me. You know, I thought it was a great, great game, though, and this game came down to the wire. That was the uh, Detroit LA uh, LA game, and uh, Detroit. It's been thirty years. I mean, you had the fans are they remind me of our fans right. because they're in right. their gab and they're crying, they're crying, they're crying, but. Uh, and wow. It, it, it's But great, great games. Like I said, I'm so excited about the time right now, all the uh, playoff games. But I also get sad because I know it's getting ready to come to an end. So after the, Super, you, after the Super Bowl is over. What the heck do you do after after the Super Bowl is over? Oh, I find a couple things to do, you know. He, he's gonna, he just calls and says, do you still have Christmas ale? And, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a real estate broker. You know that. You know what I do. I know. You it's know? cool. He's just always yeah. gr out, out here grinding. That's I, right. I respect the grind. <laughs> okay, last thing, because uh, we got a couple minutes left. Nick Saban retiring after 17 seasons at Alabama. Did you see that coming? Wow. You know, when you said that, I straightened up here uh, a little bit. I, I think that's the thing that uh, caught a lot of us, just about everybody. Uh, um, I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I, uh, I talked to Ozzy, too, and uh, he didn't see it coming. And uh, obviously, because, you know, Nick, I mean, Nick was just coming off of uh, – a great, great year. Well, not great for him because when Nick don't win the championship, it's not a good year for him. Uh, guy that's won seven, obviously six with Alabama, and um, he won. Who did he win that other one with? Uh, uh, but anyway, he's got a total of uh, seven national championships. But I was shocked. I mean, i tell you the truth, I was really, really shocked. I think Nick has just got tired of the whole thing the way it is right now because it's a lot different. Uh, with this portal and, and, and these players being able to change teams the way they're uh, being able to change pretty much whenever they want to. But uh, you cannot say that he's not the greatest college football coach. Um, that's uh, he, He's just been phenomenal. And I uh, hate to see him go, but, you know, we all wish him uh, well in whatever he uh, – 
decides to do right now. Go travel, Nick. Just go yeah. travel. Did I scare you? you oh, <laughs> I, I, thought, thought, I thought you were wrapping up. I, I was like, I was like, go travel. I saw you jump over there. <laughs> I'd love to travel. It's so cold here. Uh, do you think they'll win? They'll be national title contender with the the new guy, uh, Kalen De. I think no question about it. And again, you're talking about the guy out of uh, Washington, but I think there's not a, no question about it. I think Alabama will be right up there with the big boys again. Cool. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon <laughs> Show. We'll be back.